What's up? It's your girl, Courtney Hustle from Q106.5. I'm so excited to present Be Fearless, a series about women building in business. Nearly eight in 10 of women-owned businesses launched in the last nine years were started by a woman of color. Shout out to us for the Black Girl Magic. We teamed up with a group of dynamic women to tell the story of how they chose to be fearless. I am Terika Matthews, and I choose to be fearless. Welcome to the Be Fearless series podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Courtney Hustle. And one of the things that we always encourage people to do is to just go with their move and do their thing. And when you talk about successful women and women that we should honor in recognition of National Women and Small Business Month, when you think about Baton Rouge, how can you not think about the woman who has taken the world of repairing credit and getting people to home ownership on her shelf? And that is Miss Terika Matthews, the credit score queen. Terika, welcome. So, of course, you know, we're here today to talk about women in business and doing their thing. And I have a few questions for you. But the rules are, Terika, is that we are going to keep it real because we know that a lot of women out there are obsessed with social media. They're obsessed with watching ways for other people to teach them the way. And that's the truth. We should learn from other people. But I think a lot of times we get caught up in the glamour. We get caught up in the beautiful side, the tools that we as successful women use to promote ourselves. There are other women out there that are looking and thinking that our journeys are that easy. But today we're going to kind of give them the dirt and let them know that there are there's a negative side to this. And when you sign up for it, you got (laughs) you got to be about it. So we're going to talk about some of those things today. And I'm going to dive right in. Of course, you know, I know that you're really transparent with your life. You keep it real and you put things out there. What's some of the things for you that you felt like have been some of the biggest obstacles in gaining the success in business that you have? I would say um, the biggest obstacle is holding yourself accountable. Um, Really, you know, doing a true assessment, looking yourself in the mirror and just being honest with yourself. Is this something that I can handle? Do I have the um, proper mindset, you know, to take on such a huge task and, you know, getting outside of those limiting beliefs that we put on ourselves, you know, and just saying, you know what, let's, do this and when you take that first step just building that momentum and keeping the momentum really is what it's all about it's it's easy to start but you just got to make sure that you stay you know on the up and up of everything right so talking about that how do you stay in motion how do you keep it going when it just gets tough like what does Terika do to keep it going Um, I actually look in the mirror and I talk to myself a lot. (laughs) Like I really look in the mirror every morning and speak positivity over my life. I try to tune out as much negativity as possible because prior to me, you know, starting my business full time, I was a human service professional. So I was uh, assisting individuals who had serious life issues, which could have been, you know, mental health or um, I've worked in the HIV AIDS field. So I've been around big, big, big problems. And so I, I, what I do is I always have the mindset it can always be worse, you know. So I, I look in the mirror, I see positivity over my life, I pray, and I just get it. I just go for it, you know. I'm like, life is still living. So I just pick myself up out of bootstraps and just keep going day to day. And, you know, Terika, I know that personally you've been through some things. You've lost family members. You know, your personal life has changed a lot. If you don't mind sharing some of that, how did you stick it through? Because, girl, I mean, like what you said is right. You talk yourself through it. But when you're really, really going through it, how did you keep on shining? Yeah, um, 2016 was the year from hell for me. I feel like, you know, I lost 
one of my biggest fans and and that was my little brother uh tevin and so i just what i do is i I think about you know he died at such a young age so i i put on for him you know i'm like i'm here i am 33 years old and god has blessed me with an opportunity to wake up every single morning and do what i love and so i know that it's a purpose for me here and i just can't let life stop me you know because life happens you know it happens to the best of us and I look at the greats and every every great person you think of I think of Oprah I think of Tyler Perry these are people who went through some serious life issues and they just kept pushing you know so praying and just tuning out the negativity as much as I can I do fall short at that at times but for the most part I do a really good job of ignoring ignorance and just just keep going. Positivity, positivity. I read a lot and I and I pray a lot as well. You know, you're truly apologetic. I follow you on social media and I've seen some of the things that you said where, you know, somebody kind of got with you. And we, a lot of the women that we talk to, and we're going to talk about that, too. We talk to her like, what do you do when somebody comes for you? Because that moment comes. And in a city like Baton Rouge, where everybody knows everybody and you're one of the few climbing high. How is it? that you take those standout moments and be and humble yourself enough. How did you do that? Most definitely. Um, I had to recognize who I am, you know, and who I come from, you know, and, and not only just from my mom and dad, but just being, you know, a, a, a child of God. You know, I had to realize that if you're not doing anything, you're not going to be attacked. You know what I'm saying? And so you just have to recognize that. The, the, the higher you go, the, the more the more the devil gets busy, you know. And so it's just, you know, again, falling short, but then recognizing, like, character, like, you bigger than this, you better than that, you know, and, like, you tripping. <laughs> you know, I'm my own worst critic at times, and, I you know, I can definitely uh, snap back because I'm definitely not a, a, a wimp. But when you have so much more to lose, you have to move different. And um, I recognize that though I don't want to be anybody's role model, I have a lot of people that look up to me. You know, I have my son, I have my nieces, and then people I don't even know that are rooting for me. And I certainly don't want to let them down. I don't want to let myself down. I don't want to let my family down. And so what I have to realize is every everything, I don't have to respond to everything. Some people are not even worth me taking time away you know, from all that I have going on to even address. So it's just, you know, recognizing that sometimes silence is the best response, you know, and just keep it moving. Success is the best revenge. And so that's what I'm on right now. Absolutely. And you talked about success. It brings me to the next question. You know, success is subjective and a lot of people measure success different ways. Some people are materialistic. Some people look at, you know, how much money you have in your bank account. And you're a person that definitely talks about wealth, not just money in the bank, but wealth. How do you measure success each day? Like, what is it for you that lets you know, you know what, I got the win? You know what, how I measure success, totally uh, opposite of all of that you said. I believe in leaving my footprints in the sand. So when I die, I can't bring the house with me, can't bring the vehicles with me. I measure my success on the number of people whose lives I have impacted, the number of people who I have um, through through my gifts and talents, I've been able to help them get to where they want to be, whether it's, you know, home ownership or starting a business, something, you know, helping people reach a point to where they can leave a legacy for their family. And so that's how I met. I measure my success off of my client's success. 
basically all of that money and materialistic stuff. I mean, yeah, you, you want what you want. And you Everyone deserves, you know, to, as long as you work hard and you, you're a good steward over your finances, yes, you do deserve the desires of your heart. But for me, it's, it's bigger than that. It's, I want to be able to assist as many, many people as possible get to their goals. And that's how you leave a, a long-lasting legacy, you know. So that that's how I measure my success. That's a really, really good one. In doing that, what are some of the biggest sacrifices that you've made in starting or running your business? Like, you know, you talked about going from a job. And I remember you told me a story about a pink slip. So I need you to share that pink slip story with with the world. So let's talk about that. And then even when you went and made that move, some of the sacrifices. Absolutely. So I was working um, as a human service professional um, after obtaining uh, my master's from Southern University. Shout out to SUJ. <laughs> um, and so while I was at that job, you know, I really enjoyed um, working with the youth. However, the pushing the paper, the, the administrative part of it, I feel like, you know, the program, the company that I was working for wasn't uh, truly impactful. I felt like it was just all about pushing, pushing paper, pushing paper, pushing paper. And so, you know, as I, I'm very strategic, um, when I come up, when, when God embeds an idea inside of my heart, I'm not going to stop until I get there. However, I'm very strategic, you know, with the planning and, and how I move. And so I would see my clients on my lunch break. I would go and meet credit repair clients at the library, at CC's Coffee. Then I would go back to my nine to five, complete paperwork there, then get off and then go meet more clients. So, girl, I would meet clients at their homes, at coffee shops, at libraries and anywhere, you know, that was convenient for them. And so the more and more I would help people, the more and more my brand just expanded. And I would never forget I was on social media and um, Donna Cage, which with her permission, she allows me to say her name. She tagged me. She was like, you are the credit score queen. And that's the name that she gave me. And I, I promise Donna when I get my first meal, I'm, I'm going to break her off. <laughs> she has certainly uh, helped, helped with uh, building my brand. And so I was like, okay, you want me to be the credit score queen? That's what I shall be. And so um, at the 9 to 5, it just seemed like all hell was starting to break loose. Like, you know, I had never been reprimanded at a job. You know, all of a sudden I'm, I'm getting reprimanded. So I started praying like more so about my purpose and what it was, you know, that God created me, you know, to do. And so I always had the desire to help people, but just was in the wrong, I guess, deal. And so as I, you know, the more and more I started helping people with their credit, the more my, you know, I just felt more, it was more fulfilling. I, if that's the yeah, that's the term. More fulfilling. I got more from it. And so, girl, one day, you know, they called me in the office and they was on some foolishness. So I said, you know what? I told I told my supervisor in the most humble, respectful way. I was like, you don't even have to go any further. You know, I have really enjoyed my time here. Here is my two weeks notice. I was making, I want to say about 45000 and that that was good for me because I've never been one to get in a lot of debt. And so I was very young. So I'm like, 45000 I'm balling, you know? Right. And I was scared. I was very scared. I was very scared to, to leave my job um, because I didn't know what the, you know, what 
what the outcome was going to be. I think any entrepreneur would tell you when you're taking that, you're going to have to sacrifice something. You're going to have to bet on yourself, honestly. And so I decided to bet on myself, and I gave those people a two-week notice on a pink piece of paper because I was like, <laughs> if I am going to quit, I am going to make sure <laughs> that I am not on the rehire list because I'm going to make this work. Like, failure was not an option. So I I got all of everything planned up. Again, I was very strategic with it. Um, and I left and I did not look back. And I count that experience as one of the best experiences of my life. I've been very hesitant to even, I even thought about contacting my old supervisor just to really thank her because I don't, I, I know that if she had not, you know, contributed to the drama, I would say at the time, I probably would still be stuck there. Um, or they probably would have fired me because when, when God wants you to be somewhere, he'll close the door before you close it if you don't get, you know, if you right. obedient. So I, uh, I, I gave them that two weeks notice on a pink piece of paper. And again, that was the best decision of my life. You know, Terrica, you brought out so many good points in that. And you mentioned money. You know, it's funny to me how people look at dollar amounts. And one of the things that we did when we made a criteria for people to be on this call, we said people needed to have a business that grossed over a hundred thousand dollars a year, because that was one of the things that we felt like was a differentiator of people who were really truly full time in it as a business owner. You break down numbers all day long. Can you let people know, like if they're on that fence, like how am I going to come up with this money myself? Like, how do you how do you come up with those numbers or say, you know what, it is time for me to quit or I can? What's some feedback you have for people wondering about that? Well, I would certainly, um, again, the first thing you want to do is do a true assessment of, of how you built, honestly. You have to really look at yourself and say, am I built for this? You know, the first time I fall short, am I going to quit? You know, am I willing to risk it all, you know, for for this dream or for my purpose. That's number one. You have to be honest with yourself about your ability to really be able to just take that leap of faith. Number two, I would say um, at least have about six-month emergency fund, <laughs> you know, because uh, I'm telling you, Instagram will have you thinking that this is so glamorous, but true business owners you know we 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 know how to go and make it happen you know it's a difference between instagram business owners and real true true business owners because you go you have to have you know that mindset and again you have to have strategies and a, and a plan and so um i would say have about six months emergency fund saved up consult with your family you know i recognize that when i was going uh to become a full-time women and woman in business but more so a mother in business that you know I had to consult with my mom like mommy if I have to work late are you willing to help you know with Kadaris and my son's dad you know making sure that everybody was on the same page because you're going to need a strong support system you know you, you can't do it all by yourself especially if you have you know other people you know relying on you to be there and so my son he's a he's a teenager so you know it was a tad bit a little more easier for me I couldn't imagine doing doing this with people like one or two years old, but there are women out there that have very young kids and they're making it happen, you know? 
Um, but for me, you know, it was a tad bit a little more easier with my son being a teenager. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say, you know, looking at your budget and, you know, if you have to go back with mom, go back and stay with your mama. You know, <laughs> like I'm big. I, my clients will tell you when they have a goal of home ownership, sometimes you have to suck up your pride, not only just home ownership, whether you're trying to start a business or working on a big project, if you are renting suck up your pride, go stay with your mom, like mm-hmm. a family member or a roommate with somebody, you know, you have to really, really get uncomfortable. You know, nothing is comfortable about starting a business and more so maintaining a business. You know, that's what you you want to, you think, you know, starting the business is the, is, the, is the hard part, but really that's the easy part. You want to make sure that you're maintaining the business because most small businesses shut down within the first two years. And, right. You know, that's because what failure to plan. And so I would say if you have resources available, such as family that are willing to allow you to come and stay with them, try to get out as much debt as possible. Um, but definitely be ready to get uncomfortable. Not only that, you know, you talked about uncomfortability. Let's talk about some moments where you suffered through that and how you got through it, because we definitely try to be transparent with it. If you can share one to two times that you were like, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to make it through this, but you did. And how did that happen? Um, I would say, um, let me think. I would definitely say when I made the decision to um, add additional services to my business, like I'm like, I have a huge volume and I never want to uh, stretch myself thin to where you know, you have all of these clients, but you're not able to professionally serve them. And last tax season, which was my very first tax season, I was like, oh my God, I was not expecting all of these people <laughs> to really sign up for the service. Uh, but I, we, we made it work. We was burning the midnight all, but we, we did it. And then that just really made me look at my systems because, you know, as a, it's the difference between like an entrepreneur and a small business owner, like entrepreneurs, we think big, we think, you know, scaling and systems and, you know, breaking outside of where, you you know, the area in which you initially started. And so that's kind of like what I've been, you know, striving for to just break outside, stay in Louisiana, I'm not going anywhere, but also break into different markets. Mm-hmm. Um, tax season, last tax, last tax season for sure. And then I would say, you know, more important to, than that would be just going through uh, my divorce. Um, I was married for a very, very long time to my, you know, high school sweetheart. And just, you know, when you used to a certain, you know, person in your life, you've been together since you were teenagers, you know, I'm a good person and he's a good person, but just recognizing that you may not be two good people together. Right. And so going beyond that, yeah, going beyond that um, definitely was uh, one of those situations that I had to say, you know, put my big girl pants on and, and let life do what it does. <laughs> right. And, you know, I have to tell you, though, like, I, I watch a lot of things that you've done. I am one of your customers and I'm going to be transparent and saying that everything you absolutely said was right because you talked about a person gaining six months of a backup plan. You know, when I decided to hop out there, I'm 11 years in the game of being an entrepreneur. There were no lessons. There were no things. I just walked out on faith and I just did it. And when I had right. to lean on my backup, I leaned on my really good credit that became bad credit <laughs> and shout out yeah, to you now because 
because so you have not but you didn't do too much damage yeah i didn't do too much damage but you know the thing about it when it came down to it it was a matter of making those decisions and having to to make those hard big calls but if you can plan ahead of time and think it through that's one thing that all of our women have said is thinking things through like you you think about it and you make that decision mm-hmm. but if you're in a good place before you make yeah. that step come up with a plan to be able to do it so that's some really good stuff um the last thing that i definitely want to talk to you about is the future of business and women you know we see people that are striving to make these moves and we're not throwing shade at people, but just keeping it real to say, hey, make sure you're doing this before you do this. What is one tip that Terika lives by that doesn't seem like what everybody else is doing? All right. Well, one tip for me is, you know, recognizing that there's really room for everybody. Um, and the way that, you know, there, there's a thing, there's nothing new under the sun. And I, I really, really, really truly believe that. And so what I do, uh, in my business, even, you know, being the first agency that offers credit repair, income tax, and real estate in the same, uh, you know, under the same umbrella is that no one can do it like I do it, you know, and that's not trying to be, uh, you know, arrogant or Mm-mm. anything like that. It's just the truth. You know, we all have our own gifts and talents and we all have areas that we thrive best in. Like even even with you, Courtney, when it comes to the building, the brand and the marketing and things like that, you know, it's OK to seek out professional assistance. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I am I am the guru of that. People, will, if I don't understand something or if I know that someone uh, operates best in this area, in this specific area, I am going to go and seek the expert. That's the only way that you're going to get better. And just coming up with innovative ideas of your own, you know, seeking because people can tell when you're being, you know, not being yourself. People can tell when you're, especially with the world of social media, people can tell when you're copying other people's ideas and so forth and so on. And and, and people come to me because I'm just me. You know, I'm not going to change how I talk. I'm always going to be that country girl from Stroma High. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to just be. And, and that's whether I'm you know, sitting with board members or if I'm in training or if I'm in the hood, like I'm, I can go anywhere and wherever I'm in, I'm always going to be myself. And so I think when you stay true to yourself and your mission and your vision and, and your purpose, you know, success is definitely inevitable. I, it's not hard for, I think when you try to go and, you know, be something that you're not, it makes it got to be very difficult. So I just find, you know, being myself and, and thinking about ideas and reading and praying about what it is that, you know, I want to do uh, is one of the reasons why I, you know, I'm so so successful, um, you know, just taking it day by day and not being so hard on yourself and live and laugh a little, you know, sometimes we could be take everything so serious, but I've been laughing a lot lately. I, you know, I just been living. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Terika, we continue to wish you the best. Thank you for celebrating uh, National Women in Small Business Month with us. And we can't wait to see you on the 28th to continue the conversation during our live stream. I'm excited. You've just tuned in to the Be Fearless podcast brought to you by Be Baton Rouge, a digital platform for the urban contemporaries in the city of Baton Rouge. For more, head to BeBatonRouge.com. It's your girl, Courtney Hustle. I cannot wait to introduce you to our next Be Fearless speaker. But you have to stay tuned in and check us out tomorrow. Peace.